Sheila Zielinski Show, the only show to give you the truth behind the headlines, prophecy, and the deeper things of God. Now, here is your host, Sheila Zielinski. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Sheila Zielinski Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. I just want to give everybody a couple updates. The website, weekendvigilante.com, has been moved. That's right, it has been moved to a whole different host. Because it's higher security, some of the players glitched out. The uh, players, it's a WordPress site. And for some reason, media archives are not, it's not allowing me to upload media into that right now. So bear with us. So for those of you that were trying to listen in on the customized apps for smart devices, it's not playing the Augusto Prez show. That is correct. We are working on that right now. My website is now an HTTPS, so it's got better, it's just better all around, better security. The problem is in the conversion over and the flip to the other host, I lost some things. So just bear with me and we'll get things sorted out. And do let me know if there's other issues. Somebody told me the podcast quit playing. Sometimes it's not on my end. Sometimes people are playing it from certain devices and haven't updated their apps these smartphones now, you always have to update the software, update apps. Everything's always updated, restarted, rebooted. It's a pain. So I'm always trying to be on top of this. And it can be a bit of a nightmare, just giving everybody an FYI. We love technology. We hate technology. I have a love-hate relationship with technology. Well, without further ado, I want to jump into the show today. There's a lot going on, and I really wanted to have Pastor Bill French on. Pastor Bill French and I tried to do a show before, and that's when my Sony Soundforge 10 crashed, which is, uh, see, there you go. It's just, I always have, I think I need a team of like technical people. But we can be under some really serious attack as well. And Pastor Bill, I want to talk about that a little bit, because one of the things I'm finding is a lot of Christians that are serious in pressing into God, the remnant are really going through absolute hellish circumstances right now. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. What's the first thing you determine when somebody's going through this absolute craziness? And people are going through craziness, aren't they? Oh, absolutely. You know, uh, I, I'm, my question to you, who's sending witchcraft to you? Right. Absolutely. Yeah, of course. And once somebody breaks that off, then there's a possibility that there is a legal right. There's some kind of legal right. It can actually even be unknown. We're talking generational stuff. Oh, absolutely. There's a legal right somewhere. There is. There's a legal right. And they have raised the power cone, the satanic power cone, like we never seen it before. There are extra strong, powerful, dark forces that are out there. And not just uh, a, a few generational everyday rituals. They have stepped it up to just release very powerful, dark entities and powers against all Christians. Yes. You're targeted. There's a legal right. I don't know what it is. 
but that's what that's how it's getting in and that's how you're being affected until we find that legal right what it is they're playing a card they've held on this card and you know that's what they do they 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 have openings they have uh legal rights and they just wait and hold on to it until you're really um you're doing some real damage and they're going to play that card so demons can actually have access through generational curses and that combined with targeted witchcraft really that's a that's a one two punch isn't it you have to understand a curse is not broken until it's broken. These entities, these these principalities, they're very clever. They've been there for thousands of years, okay? You know, and so their job is to weave a web. It's like an oak tree. Um, an oak tree uh, spreads out a multitude of uh, roots, huge trunk-like roots to hold that huge, tall oak tree. And so if you go and chop up um uh, let's say it's got 10 huge roots and you just chop up five you still got five more roots left and it's mm. still holding on and so a curse is not broken as until it's broken you can go through curse breaking 50 times but you're still not hitting the other areas they'll hold on to different things they're there might be, uh, let's say there's some murder in your background from your ancestors, and then maybe there's some molestation going on there. They'll hold on to all the different types of sins that they've opened up, and even though uh, you've got rid of murder, you've got molestation, okay, you've got uh, gambling and cheating over here. They're, they're very clever. They hold on to things. They manipulate things, and so that's what I think. Something generational, this thing's huge. Yeah, I agree. Even personally, myself, this last year has been a tremendous stress. You know, the book came out, and then it's one thing after the other. And then my knee, I'm in constant pain. And of course, Pastor Bill, you'll get a kick out of this. <laughs> my doctor, he was looking at the the MRI, and he's just going through all this stuff. And he goes, yeah, your torn meniscus is the last of your issues. And he's naming all this stuff, effusion, bursitis, osteoarthritis and he's going on through this gambit and then I said so basically what's the what's the bottom line here he goes your knees hooped (laughs) 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 nice technical term (laughs) but on a serious note there's a tremendous amount hitting people a lot of people are suffering I mean whether it's finances pain physical pain in the body you're no stranger to pain yourself I go and, and I'm in extreme pain going to my car. Then I get to church. I sit down. I'm there for five hours. I get up. I'm in pain. Get over to my car. Go home. And my legs are so swollen. I have to stay in the car for an hour or two before uh, and take some Tylenol. It just gives me a little break. I get up and get some relief of that pain, but not all. And hobble to my bed. And I'm in bed for about two or three days until the swelling goes down. And you know, it's the same old, same old. But, you know, I look at it, whatever I could do for the Lord from where I'm at. If, I'm, if I have to do it in bed, if I have to do it in the car, whatever I can do, even though I don't have the legs to go here and there and there, you know, at least, hey, I got something, you know, to do. Yeah. To, you know, so that's how I look at it. You know, devil, you're not going to keep me down no matter what you try to do. And so um, God's blessed me with a little scooter so I can scooter around, you know, and, um, and, and that's pretty nice. So I can actually get to my scooter and, and 
and, and go around the block or go to the park or something, you know, which is really nice. Looks like a little mini motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you have to change your whole thinking. Okay, you're not going to get depressed because depressed, all that is is just push down emotion of anger. <laughs> that's yeah. all that is. Yeah. You're just angry. You know, and, and that's where the devil wants you because where that anger is, that's the doorway to hell. That's what he wants. He wants to get so bitter, you be so bitter and anger. That's the plan. That's the plan of attack to take you down. So you got to rise up from that. Say, I don't care what you throw at me, devil. You know, like you, uh, like the word says, you know, we do everything unto the Lord. Is We just got to get that passion and, and just keep going. That's really kind of the, the message lately for me is to encourage people. And I think you really said it. You said you know what? If I have to do it from a bed, I will do it, you know? Absolutely. I mean, we broadcast our, our video on Saturday and Sunday. We get emails and, and, and all around the world. I have a, uh, it's called Spiritual Freedom Counseling Center. So I'm doing exorcisms on Skype all around the world. Um, I'm doing a radio program through the week. I, you know, I just keep on thinking, what else can I do? What else can I do? And just God give me such a passion. No matter, I, I don't, worry about my knees you know devil you're not going to keep me down and keep moving whatever i have to do we even have to broadcast from the bed and i've done that many a times they can't see the rest of me <laughs> you know they just see my my handsome face <laughs> you know so that's the mindset we have to have we just keep pushing on pushing on and, and for the glory of god that's right well yeah it's better than having no legs really if you look at it like that Absolutely. You know, you and I, we both believe we're going to walk someday, and, and I believe that. And um, I'm still trying to figure out what legal right that Satan has. What is that legal right? I'm not, I'm not getting it yet, okay? There's some legal right that he has to me, and it's in my ancestry. Actually, what I did, I went ahead and took the uh, DNA testing from Ancestry.com. Oh, yeah, because, yeah. Yeah, because I want to look at my ancestry, find out what's going on here. You know, where's the clue? Where's the legal right? Because I know it's not in my life. Um, so I'm waiting for mine to come through. I sent it off, you know. And Yeah, you know what? It's good to do that to see what is going on in your lineage. Because, boy, oh, boy, there's a lot of Freemasonry. And that's not one little quick prayer. Freemasonry is a big one. I have the uh, advanced Freemason curse breaking. I don't know if you've gone through that. This one's like 60 pages or so. Oh, yeah. You sent me that one on PDF. And I'll have to get that out to the people because that is really powerful. And one of the things people don't understand with Freemasonry, and I guess this goes to deliverance in general, it's not a one and done. It's not like, oh, just broke off Freemasonry and I'm good to go. It's a little more in depth than that, isn't it? Absolutely. See, they think that it's a, uh, it's an event. No, it's a process, yes. and it's a it's a lifetime process. <laughs> you know, it's a lifetime process, and so you're going against the enemy that's been doing this over and over, and he's got it perfected. We just have to learn how. What he, you know, the devil's a legalist. <laughs> if you don't cross the T and dot the I, <laughs> guess what? He's still got a legal right to you. So, you know, that's why I said a curse is not broken until it's finally broken. So you have to go over and over. So I'm, go I'm going to go back over the uh, advanced Freemason curse breaking and uh, hit whatever I missed there. Read it out loud, and then when you come to a a, 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 a word, okay, what you do is is uh, let's say that it says I sever the legal right 
going back 10 generations. Then you know the word, but you come up to it and you say, I serve her this right going back 10 generations. Well, <laughs> that's the devil trying to twist your words so you don't say it correctly, and then he still has a legal right. So what you do is you underline that word that you said wrong, and then you repeat it again and say it correctly right. Now, if you do this throughout the whole curse breaking, you're going to find those underlined marks. That's where the devil's had a legal right to your soul. It's like a mapping of where he's had a, a right to your soul. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the things I struggled in power prayer is warfare that works is to provide a template. But yet, you know, how long does this book become if you start putting really high level advanced Freemasonry witchcraft? You know, you could write 10 volumes on this when you're really dealing with all this stuff and you don't want to overwhelm people. You can't just lambaste people with really advanced stuff if they have not even gone through the beginning. You know, you can't just shove someone into advanced spiritual warfare when they don't have a clue to begin with how to even do basic warfare. The methodology that I use when I'm, I'm you know, people want to contact me and they want me to just pray over them and kick out the devil right there. And I go, it would it would be nice if it was that easy, <laughs> you know. Yeah. You know, it's like uh, you just go into dry land in the desert. And you just flip your your seed into the ground, right? <laughs> You're going to plant some trees, right? You just throw the seed in the ground, and you think it's going to grow? <laughs> no. You got to plow the ground. You got to prepare the soil, you know. And then you put in your seed and, you know, moisture ground and, and water it, and, and it's going to grow. It's the same thing with deliverance, you know. The first thing we do, we go through hours and hours of curse breaking. And, uh, you know, it's plowing the ground. It's it's removing the legal rights of the big kahunas. You know, we're not going in, in there to uh, cast out one demon. <laughs> For me, I go in there to get the big kahuna, you know. We're going to do it all at one time, you know. We're going to bind him and everything under his control, under his kingdom as one. And we're going to go after that. But it takes uh, preparation. It takes work, you know. And then you've, you've set the ground of doing the uh, curse breaking and now you got to do the inner healing okay see just because the legal rights gone he has tentacles he's or he's really spun a web connecting them uh, himself to the fragmented parts of that person's soul and if those fragmented parts of the person's soul has not been healed then he's holding on to some soul wounds where those fragmented parts are having bitterness, resentment towards individuals. And sometimes those fragmented parts, those emotions are so pushed down and buried, they've been forgotten. And so the the conscious person can go ahead and forgive everybody and do it 50 times and still nothing happens because the key is that the legal right, what the demon is holding on to is that fragmented soul wound of the hurt of the past that's been so pushed down into the soul chasm and buried. And if you're a Christian, <laughs> what you've been taught is bury it and cement it with Bible verses so it doesn't come back up. Right. <laughs> so we push it down, push it down, pack it down and cement it with Bible verses. And finally, 10 years later, it comes back up. Whoa, what are you doing? Where'd this come from? You never dealt with it because it was just pushed down. God wants us to confess our sins with one another and 
and the man of faith can pray over you that you will be healed and your sins will be forgiven. That's the plan. That's the structure that God has. But mostly, if you go into um, the traditional churches today, <laughs> it's an unwritten rule, you know. You just walk into the church and you don't say anything. You don't even make eye contact with people. It's an unwritten rule that you don't even air out your dirty laundry. You're yeah, just there, yeah. you and God, you just sit in the back, enjoy the service, and you're the first one out. <laughs> you're the first one driving out the driveway. Nobody talks to you, and you're okay. <laughs> Isn't that right? <laughs> it's true. It's, it's true. true. So the devil has you all bound up because, you know, you put in two hours at church, and it feels good, sounds good, you like it, but when you go home Monday through Saturday, guess what? You live like the devil. <laughs> well, and, you know, it's not just living like the devil, though. It's just deliverance is a messy business, and they don't want any part of you know, they want things smooth, flowing, in and out, move it along. Let's just keep it moving, keep it fun, keep it smooth. You know, that's the thing. It, deliverance is a messy business. Deliverance is a messy business. And the church, they want to keep everything smooth, moving along. So the, the problem is this, uh, uh, Sheila, this is what happens. Because <laughs> they keep it, they have a program, right? <laughs> it's 8 o'clock to 12 noon, and uh, everything's got to run smooth. But when someone comes to church and all of a sudden they start manifesting the devil, the ushers immediately go over there, rush over there, tackle the person, and rush them out of the church. So the person never gets help, never gets delivered and the rest of the flock are wondering what's going on and so the pastor of that church and that congregation keeps his congregation babies they're sucking on spiritual chupies they never grow you see the one of the the best way to grow your faith instantly <laughs> is watch a deliverance right before your eyes you'll see the power of God, you'll see the power of evil, <laughs> evil versus God, and God wins. You go, wow, that is awesome. There is a God. Wow. Your faith has increased by tenfold then. And you want to see it again, and it increases again. And pretty soon you want to participate in it, and it increases again. And that's where Mark chapter 16 talks about us to go into the world, share the gospel of Jesus Christ, and lead him to the Lord and baptize him. And when we truly believe and we're truly baptized, we're dead to this world, God says that the signs and wonders will follow you. You will go out into the world. You will cast out demons. You will lay hands on the sick. They will recover. And it's the Lord working with you. You're never doing this alone, so you should never be afraid. I know that I tested this, uh, the word out, you know. I went to Australia. I was there for a couple of weeks doing deliverance and healing. And people were, <laughs> guess what? They were manifesting and God's power delivered. Them. I flew over to uh, Australia, uh, Sydney, Australia, and over to the Gold Coast. And I was there for about four weeks doing deliverance and healing. And guess what? God's power followed me there. And so we, if you're a true believer, God's power will follow you everywhere. But the problem is this. The day when you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, the Holy Spirit comes and quickens you, and you then you follow with submersion of baptism. After that, you're good to go. So now, what you need to do now is start getting your feet wet and start exercising your faith because God's given you a measure of faith. Uh, picture this. You have a five-gallon paint bucket, okay? And if you 
open up the lid, that whole entire bucket is filled with mustard seeds. Now, mustard seeds are probably about as uh, thick and round in diameter of a, of a straight pin, okay? And it says in Scripture that one mustard seed can move a mountain. All you need to flicker is just one mustard seed against that demon. Guess what? Poof, he's gone. See? So <laughs> you got a whole bunch more in that five-gallon bucket. So you got to get out there, start exercising your faith, so your faith will grow. And pretty soon, you're this mountain, as God says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, be strong in the Lord, okay, and in his mighty power. So now you're both. You're strong in the Lord and then you're operating in his mighty power. That's where the word, that's where the Holy Spirit come together, commune together. And that is where the dunamis power is in you. Now you go out there and do what Jesus did. Amen. Amen. Well, but there's a lot of people that do disagree with us. They think that, hey, we don't have the kind of power that the disciples had. In fact, we don't even have the same kind of power the 70 had. We might have some power, but it's more restricted. It's a little bit dispensationalist, but not quite. Do you get a lot of that too, Bill? Absolutely, because it falls down to the uh, seminaries. It, it falls down to the the pastors, the, the leaders of the church, because they believe the lie that Satan— well, First of all, Satan's in the church, Satan's in the seminary, and he's left out the power of God, but he teaches the word. You know, you got to learn the word, you got to memorize the scriptures, you know, uh, that's okay. But when you start demonstrating power, no, 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 that's not okay. And so you'll find this mostly in America that you, you learn to teach the word, but you cannot demonstrate in power because there's one thing that has, uh, that the Freemason did in Washington, D.C., okay, and there's this monument, this huge <laughs> pillar uh, in Washington, and it's really, really tall, and underneath the bottom is a Bible that has been chained and buried under that monument. So the power of God's been changed by the Freemasonry, and I see it in the churches today because the churches lack the power. They're preaching the word. But you cannot have a church that just preaches the word because the Holy Spirit's not there, you see? When the Holy Spirit's in a church, then you'll see its power. You will see deliverance. You will see healing taking place as our church. We, we do this every Saturday night. People from all over come over and get delivered and healed. <clears throat> they fly out here, okay? We're just a small church, and we have the Holy Spirit. We have the Word of God in co-union together, and that's the New Testament church. But most traditional churches do not have the Holy Spirit in the church. They're just preaching the Word. And so when the pastor's just preaching the Word, it's all about him, his knowledge, his education, right. what he studied. There's no power. And Apostle Paul, when he went into Corinth, he says, I didn't come to you with elegant, fine words, teaching, you know. I came demonstrating the power of God. And through that, many were saved. Well, and you know what? Satan's not, you're right. You said something earlier. Satan's not fighting the church. He's running most of them. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's not that we don't have the power. It's not being demonstrated because Satan has come and bound that power and gave a lie. And the, the pastors in the churches believe that lie. And so they don't 
pursue walking in power. But it is, here's another thing. Let's say you do have a pastor and you go, oh, yeah, man, I want to cast out devils. I want to lay hands on the sick. I want to see him recover. Yeah, let's go do this. And when he goes do it, guess what? The two by four, Satan grabs a two by four and smacks him in the head. And he goes, man, I didn't think that was going to happen. You know, and so instantly he becomes very fearful of the enemy. And he says, I ain't going to do that no more. And that's what I find. I find that there's many pastors that are afraid of the devil. Mm. They come to me so I can kick it out of them. And I said, well, how come you're not teaching your congregation? Oh, I mean, you know, excuses. And I said, man, you know, you got to start teaching your congregation. You want me to go up there and do a deliverance seminar and start teaching your congregation and you had to cast up them? Oh, yeah, would you? And man, we have a great time. And <laughs> the devil shows up in the church. He's just making all kinds of noise and we're casting them out. And, and they go to the pit and uh, the whole church is like, yeah, wow, this was incredible. This is awesome. Yeah, that's God, man. <laughs> we glorified God the Father and His Son. So, yeah, the church no longer has it because it's not being taught. And when men try to step up by faith to do it, the enemy will smack you in the head. And if you don't push on through, you don't persevere through and believe that God, you know, there's no weapon forward against you, so prosper, then guess what? You're going to get stuck and you're going to be operating by fear. Now, there's three spirits that hang out with, or two other spirits that hang out with fear. Three total. That's fear, doubt, and unbelief. Fear, doubt, and unbelief. So if you have fear, you're operating by fear, then you're not operating by faith. And if you're not operating by faith, you're not pleasing God, and there's no power. There's no Holy Spirit in your church. Now, if you are doubting and have unbelief, then you're sinning, and then you've opened the door for the devil to come into your church. See, the devil has, he has a good understanding, he has a good wisdom how to fight this fight of warfare, spiritual warfare against Christians. And I find today, uh, Sheila, that many Christians today, they don't have a good discernment. Mm. They don't have a good discernment. They're out there, you know, oh, we want the power of God. We want to cast out demons and devil. And guess what? This leads us into another topic. They're receiving the false Holy Spirit. They're clueless. They have no discerning of the true Holy Spirit, the false Holy Spirit. Folks, there's a true Holy Spirit out there. You want to find out what his fruit is? You go to Galatians 5.22, okay? And you find out what the fruit is. And you measure everything from that passage, from those verses. You make sure it lines up. There's a false Holy Spirit out there called the Kundalini Spirit. And boy, he brings love. He brings peace. And he he brings joy, let me tell you, but he doesn't bring self-control as the true Holy Spirit does. Because when you're filled with that uh, uh, kundalini spirit, you start doing these jerks and you start uncontrollably laughter and you start uncontrollably barking and yelling and doing all kinds of weird, uh, funky stuff. So you must have a good discernment. And I find the church doesn't have it today. And so they're being led astray by false gods, false powers, and the church in America is a mess. Well, and, you know, when you're barking like a dog and clucking like a chicken and hissing, and then you've got this cast of characters that says, oh, we're token the Holy Ghost. I mean, when you're getting inundated with all this nonsense, it's not really surprising, really, Bill, that there is so much confusion when the Holy Ghost really does come down like a hammer. Yeah, token the Holy Ghost, huh? <laughs> I mean, can you believe yeah. that these guys are, you know, it's some of Todd White's pals, they were saying, oh, we're token the Holy Ghost, dude. I'm like, are you kidding me? 
Yeah, you seen that? Have you seen them? They get stoned. I mean, totally stoned out of their mind. You look in those eyes. Yep, you're stoned, all right. And you know what? That's a demonic spirit that's there. Absolutely, opening up. Yeah. absolutely, it is because all of Scripture says, "Be sober, be vigilant." It never tells you to go and get stoned. Right. It says, "Do not be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit." See, they take that false. It's a false passage, okay, out in Acts. You know, if you look at it, you know, it says, uh, you know, and they say, well, the disciples, they were drunk. And then so that, that means that, okay, we can go ahead and toke and get drunk and get drunk in the spirit. There's no such thing. That's right. Because, you see, the Gentiles saw they were speaking different languages that the Holy Spirit brought upon them to speak the different languages that all those around the where they were meeting at, they were all different foreign languages. And the Holy Spirit gave them a dialect word to be able to speak to them so they can be saved. I think there was, what, 32 or 2,300 that, no, it was 3,200 or, 3, yeah. 3, over 3,000, yeah. 3, yeah, 3,000 that were saved that day because they were speaking in that different dialect, okay, the world dialect. And so, uh, so that was really kind of like funny, you know, to the Gentiles. <laughs> Man, they must be drunk. Look at that. They're <laughs> not even speaking their own language, okay? They were not walking around drunk because the Holy Spirit says what? The fruit of the Holy Spirit is love, joy, peace, gentleness, kindness, faithfulness, and self-control. You know, if you're drunk, you have no self-control. That's right. And so, and so the whole Bible, you go to Proverbs, it says, you know, do not be under the strong drinks, okay? So the whole Bible is, that never teaches us to be drunk, but to be sober, to be vigilant, because your adversary is like a lion to come and devour you. I mean, if you get out there in Africa, you know, you don't have no gun, you don't have no spear, you don't have no arrows, nothing. And there's lions around. What are you going to do? <laughs> it's all over. Man, I'm going to go out there with a cannon. <laughs> you know, I'm going to protect myself because those <laughs> those lions are going to look at me and say, hey, there's some pork chops there. Mm, that looks good. And so, yeah, you meet my cannon, right? So th it's the same thing. You got to start walking in the power of God using that cannon because there's devils out there already planning the next assault on you. They're planning the next assault on you. And they're viciously are going to attack you. And so that's why you must be grounded in the word. That means you must be strong in the Lord. Okay. And in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10. And you must learn how to do spiritual warfare to confront demons and cast them out. Be strong in the mighty power of the Holy Spirit. Well, and it's not about us. That's the whole thing that people go, well, I don't think I have the power. I say it's not about you. It's about the Holy Ghost working through you. It's nothing to do with what they are doing, is it? It has nothing to do with their power. Their their power is only good for two weeks, and after that, pfft, yeah. you know, this is where the fault is. It lies with the pastors. The pastors don't know anything about spiritual warfare. They don't know anything about the devil. They don't know anything about his rank uh, ranking. You know, how sad would that be if America did not know anything about the enemy? They had a huge uh, weapons depot. They didn't know how they fought, uh, how what kind of uh, armor they have. You know, we have spies all around. We have satellites looking over there, looking for uh, uh, armor depots. We're looking to see where they um, 
Um, where are they gathering together and they're doing their training? We're sending spies into the camp. We want to know how much power they have because you don't want your enemy to overpower you. You see, the thing about it is you want to kick the devil's butt. You better know things about the devil. You better know about his power, his strength. You better know about the power of God and believe that God has given you authority and power to kick the devil's butt and you can do it. And it's God strengthening you, but you must believe. And the way to believe is get involved with deliverance ministries. Start seeing the power of God operate and setting the captives free. Otherwise, you're going to be in a dead church and you're going to die because the devil's going to come after you. And you're going to wonder why, well, how come God's not answering my prayer? Because you're not walking in faith. You're not doing the things what God's telling you to do. He tells you to put on the armor of God. I go to your house and open up closet door. There's your armor. It's all full of dust. <laughs> you know, you don't even have it on. What's up with that? Well, I don't know. Let me show you how to put it on, okay? Let me train you with that sword. Well, you got to clean it up. It's kind of rusty now. You know, we have power and authority to even loose the angels around us and to protect us and to go fight. And yet all our angels are unemployed. <laughs> not mine. I would work them. <laughs> uh, no, I, I use other people's when they're not using them. <laughs> so uh, let me tell you, you, you have the power and authority to summon angels and to loose them now to fight for you, to fight for those that you're delivering. And let me tell you, it is fantastic. I remember one demon was manifested in this one guy, you know, and the, and the demon says, I'm out of here. So I said, I'll loose the angel of God. Hold him now. And all of a sudden, he freezes <laughs> down the, wow. the walkway. He freezes. He couldn't move. I said, angels, bring him back over here. And you see this, this guy. You can't see the angels, but he's walking weird. Like, these angels are holding his arms up in the air, like, bringing him down here. And I said, okay, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I command you, demon, come out. You know, and so the thing came out. But you can use the angels to help. You see, there's so much information that we're not being taught because we have pastors that are just teaching the word but not teaching warfare not teaching and understanding the power of god and operating your faith because god says this in hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 it's impossible to please god if you're a part-time faith person guess what <laughs> you're not pleasing god all the time we must please god we must live in faith hebrews chapter 10 verse 38 says the just shall live by faith that's 24 7 folks 365 days a year we must live in faith we must operate in faith we must speak faith we must sleep faith we must eat faith <laughs> you know what i'm saying it's faith is the currency of the kingdom of god without that currency you're not going to see the manifestation of god's power well, and you got to know who your enemy is. Like you said, when the enemy infiltrates our lives, we have to be able to fight daily. It'll be a continual battle. It's not a one and done battle. It says, give us this daily bread. If you are not battling the demons that torment you Monday through Saturday, folks, very little is going to happen on Sunday when you want your desiring prayer for deliverance. Daily bread means you have to actively work against the enemy daily. And you got to know that God has the power and ability to expose the enemy so you can receive freedom. That's the thing. Deliverance is an inheritance and it should be a function in the church, Bill. It should be an absolute function in the church because that's how we're going to be healed and, and set free. God doesn't put the sickness on you. The devil does. He wants to take you out. He's still kill and destroy. Take you out because you know why? 
because there's a calling on your life. There's a great anointing in your generation and your bloodline, and the devil knows it. He's done some research. He's read the folders on, on you, on your name, and he says, uh-uh, we're going to stop this person. That's why all hell comes to you, visit you as a child. Mm. You go, well, why does this all happen to me as a child? Because the devil is after you to stop you, to deprogram God's program, put the devil's program in you, so you act out in the Luciferian kingdom all your life and never get blessed, always being cheated, always being stolen from, and you eventually die early, not living the long life that God has for you. So we're not educating our congregation how to live the long life. You know, one way to live a short life is to dishonor our parents. God says, if you honor our parents, guess what? You honor your parents, you'll live a long life. Okay, so if you want to be mad at dad and mad at mom and and never forgive them, what they did is unforgivable. Well, (laughs) you're not going to have a good life. That's for sure. And it's going to be short, too. Okay, God wants to bless you. God has never lied. He's never lied to you, but he wants to show his love. He wants to show his power. He wants to show his deliverance. He wants to heal you. Jesus said in Matthew chapter eight, says, I'm willing. I'm willing to heal you. So. It's you that must turn your mind around and stop aligning it to the Luciferian kingdom. Start believing God's word. Start confessing God's word and start forgiving those who have emotionally, mentally, physically, verbally, sexually, and spiritually have abused you. That really is interesting, isn't it? The correlation. Absolutely. You know, there's, there's fundamentals that we teach at our church. There's fundamentals that I have. I put on uh, deliverance seminars, you know, and I go out and rent a hotel and we put it on. I teach them this. You know, they're not getting this taught in a traditional church. So, so they have uh, given their congregation over to the devil. They've given them spiritual chupies so they cannot grow. Uh, Paul <laughs> went into Corinthians and says, oh, my Lord, I, I, I can't believe this. How long you know? the Lord three years and you're still sucking on spiritual chupies drinking the milk you should be eat some steak with salsa on it right now <laughs> but no and so we must start preparing and this is actually that's why Sheila Ministries has uh, has uh, God has raised up to educate you to train you up to get you some good knowledge. You know the Bible says in Hosea chapter four it says my people are destroyed because of lack of knowledge. Here she is giving you knowledge every single day. You must apply this. God has raised up Sheila, and God speaks through her mouth, giving you the knowledge that you need. Now, you'd be pretty foolish if you don't apply this knowledge so you can stay free and live free. So we must learn about the kingdom of Lucifer and how we can destroy the works of the devil. And that's why God's raised up my radio show. It's called Luke 418 Radio. And, and we broadcast on Tuesdays and Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Pacific time and then on Eastern time at 7 p.m. And that uh, radio show, Sheila, has been heard all around the world. We get uh, letters from Australia, from Europe, and uh, all over. And so God is using that too. So I believe that God is using ministries like ours and, and delivers ministries to raise up 
a standard mm -hmm. to come against the devil and to pull down the strongholds of the devil and to release the anointing and the wisdom and the knowledge that God's people need. Deliverance is the children's bread, and yet people don't get that, do they? They don't. It is the children's bread. You see, this stuff is not being taught. And if it's not being taught, all we know is that just call upon the name of the Lord and he'll deliver you. Well, they called upon the name of the Lord and he didn't deliver them. So it means you're doing something wrong. You got the wrong instruction. That's where the, the devil set up the, the now church, the 21st century church. Oh, we don't need to bring the Bible. That's old school. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just go ahead and show it on the screen, okay, from the projector. And we'll hand you out a piece of paper. And all you do, because it has Bible verses, but it has some blank areas, and you just look up on the screen, and you just fill in, in the word, and then you take it. You know what they do? They fill in the word, or they don't fill in the word. And you know what they do without, uh, after that? They go home and put it in the round file. They don't study the word. They don't read the word. So when people come to my church, I tell them, listen, if you're going to come to this church, you're going to study, okay? But you must bring a Bible, and you must open the Bible. You must read the Bible as I'm speaking it. So you're hearing it. You're seeing it. It logs into your mind so the Holy Spirit can bring it back to your remembrance later on. Well, I, I'll never forget this. A couple years back, Rick Warren was doing this study called 40 Days in the Word. It sounds good. Oh, we're going to spend 40 days in the Word. Good plan. But it was really interesting because when I watched one of the videos of him telling people what to do with Scripture, he said, you know, I get that it's difficult to understand these, you know, these older translations. But what you have to do is just write out a Scripture and then put it in your own words. And I was shocked. Just take a scripture, forget about what it says, just put it in your own words, something like, you do your own version of the Message Bible. I was floored. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, he's not... Um... You like, you actually are pretty close to old Saddleback <laughs> yeah. Ricky and the Saddleback, gang. yeah. I remember, actually, I was living in um, Mission Viejo, Back when he started that church, actually, he came to our condominium and he knocking on the doors, you know, he would uh, knock on doors and try to get bring people to his church. And he has church started at a, at a high school. OK. And I went out there. They had some Christian bands and everything. It was really nice. But when he finally got his own property and, you know, things were OK for a little bit. Then afterwards, uh, there was a shift uh, that took place. Uh, all the wealthy started, uh, you know, going there and pretty much all wealthy, you know, through that wealth, there was a, a shift and a change in his word and his teaching. And then, then he started aligning himself up with, uh, other, uh, individuals that, uh, were kind of shady. And, and now, you know, the, the gospel that he teaches is, is perverted, <laughs> well, he's and, even went so far as to want to uh, adopt this thing called Chrislam. He wants to merge Christianity with Islam. Like, this is very dangerous doctrines of demons. And you're right, that word shift, because a lot of preachers that started out very good, they have went right off the rails. And that, that's why we have all this prosperity. It's absolutely frightening how blind some people are, though, isn't it? It, it is <laughs> absolutely. It's it's you know again it's, it's the same old story. The, it goes back into um, 
1 John chapter 2, okay? And this is the area that Satan comes to tempt you. He never changes because it works. <laughs> Why should he change it? It works. He's got a good uh, handle on this thousands and thousands and decades, okay? So, so <laughs> check this out. It says that he comes to to tempt you, okay, to seduce you in the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Those three areas Satan comes to deduce you. The lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. And so the lust of the eyes is where there's greed and, and we can get more, you know, and, and climb that ladder by stabbing people in the back and <laughs> walking all over them and, you know. And, and then there's the lust of the flesh and then the pride of life. And there's one thing that I found that no matter what level of um, godliness you're at, that pride, that spiritual pride will follow you every level. So let's say that you, you start at the bottom and now you've grown in faith and now you're at a level 10 in your faith. And, you know, you feel pretty good. You you got some deliverances under your belt and some healings, okay? And, and you know the word, man, you feel pretty good, you know? So guess what? Every level you moved up, that spirit of pride moves with you and it's watching you. And you see, he wants you to get to the top. Why? Because wherever pride is, there's going to be a fall. And when you fall because you are very prideful about yourself, he's going to put your head on the walls of hell. And you see, that's how Lucifer fell. And so, so you must stay humble before the Lord, persevere in everything. Don't give up. And you know what? That pride, just keep watching that pride. And you know, no, you ain't going to get me here because I'm going to humble myself before the Lord. And God will exalt you. See, if you want to be exalted, you don't exalt yourself. You let God exalt you. He opens doors then. But you must humble yourself so he can exalt you. But if you get prideful, yeah, you're going to open doors. But there's demonic spiritual pride that's going to help you. I cast out one uh, pride and arrogance out of this one guy. <laughs> and boy, was it very prideful and arrogant. Man, it was like no one else stunk. Everybody else stunk except for him, right? So he, you know, I said, Pride. I said, Wow, you really have brought this man to the top, haven't you? Yes. Oh, he's going to fall. He's always right there. I brought him to the top. I made him so successful. He's going to fall. Now I'm going to have his head. So I said, In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I. I cancel that assignment now upon this man of God, and I sever every legal right that you have to his soul and to every single part, and I command you to come out now, and I bind everything under your kingdom as one to you now. Come out and go to the pit. And he fought back and forth, and boy, there was a wrestling match there, and finally he came out, and that pastor was set free. Wow. Well, that spirit of Leviathan is huge, isn't it? It's a big old pride spirit that really gets a lot of people, doesn't it? It's a deep spirit. Oh, absolutely. It's deep and it wraps itself around you and it ain't going to let go unless you start humbling yourself. You got to say, hey, God, open my spiritual eyes, my spiritual ears, convict my heart, illuminate my mind because I don't want to be seduced by pride and arrogance. Father, I humble myself before you, and that's what it takes to get set free. Well, there's a lot of scriptures on humility, and that's so true. Bill, in the waning moments, um, I'd like you to give out your website and how people can 
come check you out, especially those folks that are out there in California. Tell folks how they can find you and come and visit your church. Oh, absolutely. Well, thank you. Our our church website is SFC hyphen Hemet, H-E-M-E-T dot org. The um, SFC stands for Spiritual Freedom Church. So it's SFC hyphen Hemet, H-E-M-E-T dot org. We also have a counseling center. It's called Spiritual Freedom Counseling Center. And you can go to SFC hyphen center Dot org, and you can go ahead and uh, contact us uh, if you'd like to have some deliverance or inner healing take place through the Counseling Center. Uh, you can call uh, 951-402-8530. Again, that's 951-402-8530. And then we have what we broadcast is Luke418radio.com. That's our website. And on Tuesdays and Wednesdays for right now at 4 p.m., we start our broadcast, live broadcast. We have different uh, um, um, topics and different special guests. Matter of fact, Sheila was on. What a wonderful, great hour that we had with Sheila. It was really powerful. I encourage you to go to the archive website on uh, YouTube channel, that's a YouTube channel forward slash Luke418 Radio. Again, our broadcast is on 4 p.m. on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And um, looking forward to uh, talk with you. You can come on down on Saturday nights. We'd love to pray over you and uh, do some deliverance for you on Saturday nights. Sundays, we have a service on Sundays that start at 11 a.m., for one hour, and that is where traditional, where we just worship the Lord and have a message. But on Saturday nights, uh, we have a two-hour uh, uh, service where we have the Word, but we uh, love to pray over you, lay hands on you, and cast out that demon. So you come on down, bring your demons, we'll cast it out. Uh, you can go into the archives and really just grow. I have comments from all around the world, people saying, wow! What I've learned in two weeks on your videos on the Spiritual Freedom 77 YouTube channel, man, I learned it in two weeks more than I have in the last four years in spiritual warfare. So um, I encourage you. That's why we, we uh, set up the uh, uh, the videos there for you to be able to grow. We're, we're interested in you growing in faith, growing in your calling, and in your ministry. What would you say in the waning moments, Bill, to encourage those listening tonight that, you know, from around the world that maybe they don't have a church and maybe they can't physically get to your church, but what would you say to those folks? Well, we have on our website, it's called Church Online Membership. And and so that's the reason why we broadcast our service. You're, you're actually there in the service. And let me tell you something. The anointing is there. The power of God is there. And it just goes right over through the internet. Doesn't matter what device, iOS device, Android device, TV, television, doesn't matter because the power of God will be right there where you are. And people, we have uh, messages and emails telling us people are being healed and delivered right where they're sitting. And so it, it, it would behoove you to go ahead and 
to um, dial in on our YouTube channel. Again, that's youtube.com forward slash spiritual freedom seven seven. Just type in on the search spiritual freedom seven seven. Okay. And uh, and that's on Saturday evenings at 5 p.m. Please be a member of us. You know, you're going to see things happen right there live. The power got operating. Okay. And you're going to see it. Your faith is going to grow. And so that's why we have this broadcast worldwide. So everybody that has not a chance to get to a church or maybe you're bedridden, whatever this, the case is, the power of God's going to enter into your home, enter into your car, into your motel room, wherever you're at in your job site, and God is going to work with you and heal you and deliver you. That's 5 p.m. on Saturdays and 11 a.m. on Sundays. The time zone for our broadcast YouTube channel, Spiritual Freedom 7-7, on Saturdays is 5 p.m. Pacific Gold Coast Time, PST, and it would be 8 p.m. on Eastern Time. And then on Sundays at uh, 11 a.m. Uh, PSD time, and then Eastern time, that would be the Pacific time, and then Eastern time, it would be, I believe it's 2 p.m. on Sundays, mm-hmm. Eastern excellent, time. Excellent. Well, I want to really encourage people to do that. You're right smack dab in Scientology country. Ooh, boy. Oh, <laughs> you know what? They don't even bother us no more. You know, you know what? A pastor and I, when we came in here um, – I don't know. It's been um, 11 years now since I've been out here now. Wow. And when he came in here in the first year, you know, we did some spiritual cleanup in this area in San Jacinto and Hemet area. We we noticed over there in Scientology, there's right next to this mountain, okay? And the mountain, the there's a casino over there too, okay? This Indian casino. So you got Indian land and, 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 and then you got the Scientology. That oh whole mountain God. is always brown. Wow. I mean, it's dead. And, and you know, we had storms over here, you know, flooding and everything. And you still look at the mountain. It's all dead. I mean, it's dry. It's dead. I go, what is that? Then I even looked on, the, like, Google Earth. <laughs> I looked at the top of the mountain. And you can see the shrubs going up to the top and then stopping at a line. There was an actual line. The shrubs would not cross it. It was. It's amazing. I go, wow, what is up with that? A spirit of death, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And so anyway, you know, we were doing a lot of spiritual warfare, cleaning up this this ground. Uh, there was a revival in the 80s over here, but then Satan started taking things back. And so uh, in, in our offices, one individual was manifesting Satan. Mm. <laughs> and I said, Satan, do you have the keys to the ground here in him in California? And, and Santa's like, yes, I do. You do, huh? Okay. So I command you by the authority of Jesus, you give those keys back to Jesus now. No. And then the fight went on, you know. We won the fight. <laughs> we made him give back the keys to Jesus. And wow. then we blessed the land. And we blessed it. And matter of fact, we blessed it really good. We went up to this one area, 39 acres of land that was in the Santa Central area. And we, uh, we, uh, there was like four corners. And in the middle, two men on each corner and two men in the middle. And we all had Bible verses we uh, buried into the ground. And broke the curses off the land. And now when it rains just a little bit, that whole entire mountain turns green. Wow. The curse of the ground was broken. 
And so, uh, you know, Scientology, it doesn't even bother people. No, uh, it, whoever, you know, it's like they're over there and we don't even think about it. You know, there's, it, the, the, the supernatural forces don't even bother us anymore. We, we, we took authority. Another thing, we, we took authority over the gates going into, um, into the uh, Himet and San Jacinto Excellent. area. Wow. You know, we ought to be doing that in our communities because I remember I took a, I was praying over one Kundalini yoga shop. We have a yoga shop on every corner in my city and not even one Christian bookstore in a city of 100,000. But, you know, we've got 45 yoga studios and, and we often I'll take somebody, a prayer partner, and we'll go bind and loose and we'll we've had about 10 of them shut down since I started doing that. So we need to be doing that, don't we, Bill? Absolutely. You know, that's ex exercising your authority. You know, you're setting the captives free because they're bringing demonic powers into your city. The entrances, the, the gateways into your city. Who's standing guard there? Exactly. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. And that's why we should be breaking those curses off our cities. Absolutely. Well, Bill, it was a pleasure to have you on the show. Anyone that wants that advanced Freemasonry teaching, get a hold of me and I'll send you the PDF. And I really want to thank you for coming on the program. Folks, that was Pastor Bill French. Check out his information on the bio. And we are out of time. We'll see you tomorrow with Mark Taylor. Good night and God bless.